typical high school sweethearts kind of story. We'd been together at that point for six and a half years. My mind was going in every different direction, but that he was breaking up with me. And he's like, I can't do this. I was just in such shock. There was no aggravating factors in my mind. Is there someone else? And he said, no. We start creeping. He's all over her social medias and she's a Twitch person. So she talks about her life. Yeah. And it's how she finds out about the end of her relationship. Wild. Hey, it's Abby. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown love that you're here. You know, they always say that there's two sides to every story, but I think the best way to describe this breakup is that you can look at a story through so many different lenses. You can look at a story and see it through the lens of somebody's happily ever after, or you can see it through the breakup lens, which is the lens I'm about to show you. If there's a certain part of the interview you want to jump to, you can check the episode description for timestamps. Also, my new favorite thing to do is to hit on guys and be like, oh my gosh, I'm a relationship podcast host. And they go, what? Really? Show me. I always pull up the podcast page and I love love showing them how many shiny five-star ratings I have. Makes me feel so legit. So if you want to help a girl get some sponsorships and a date, would love it if you left a five-star review if you become a fan of the podcast. It really does mean so much to me. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Abby. I'm back with Coworker Justin again. I'm, I'm digging the name. I like need to change my handle to Coworker Justin or something. You really should so people know how to find you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have another submission that I thought uh, you would love to, to chat about oh, a little great. more. Okay. So this person sent me a DM. They said, okay, Abby, this couple is a lot like the ones you've looked into. They got together in high school, stayed together through college and randomly broke up after eight years. But here's the thing. This girl's ex-boyfriend is already engaged to some other online gamer chick. I went down the rabbit hole and sucked a bunch of her videos and she was one talking about how they got together. And so to anybody who didn't know about his ex-girlfriend, this would sound like the most adorable love story ever. But the entire time I was listening to it, I was thinking, where are all the details about girlfriend he was with for eight years? I need to know what happen. I know there's got to be some kind of sketchy stuff that went down. Get the details. I know you can. First of all, though, dating a gamer chick ideal situation. You get to play video games. I mean, yeah, I can assume that if you're into gaming and some, you know, hot, big titty gamer chick is like, (laughs) like, yo, hey, you want to leave your girlfriend for me? They'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. Sure. Oh, and and you know how to play COD? Yeah. (laughs) What cheat code did I press to get this? Um, But no, of course, so heartbreaking because I can only, my assumption here is that there's gonna be some kind of <laughs> infidelity involved, which is always so sad. Sure, yeah. Um, but I find it so fascinating. I gotta ask, when I get on the phone with this girl, but can you send me, if you, if she's seen the video, the streamers, but can you yeah. send me the streamer so I can listen to it too? Well, and that's what I wonder is like, honestly, from a very outside perspective, talking about that's great content. So why wouldn't you like admit that there was somebody else involved in this weird love triangle for a little bit, like on your stream? Really? Well, as a girl, like if I did, the, let's say I I'm the Twitch girl sure. in this situation. I wouldn't want people to be like, ah, this Jezebel on here. She just came in and <laughs> stole this guy. Like, I I mean, I get that. I wonder if anybody's going to be able to figure out who it is based off of, I'm hoping not because we try to keep it as anonymous as possible. Sure. But I wonder if anyone's going to DM me and be like, oh my gosh, is it XYZ? There are some very big, big female streamers. Like this one that I was talking mm-hmm. about, she had 20,000 people watching her when I was wa- oh when gosh. I was watching the, the other guy that was playing with her. That's so crazy to me. This could potentially ruin uh, some Somebody listening that follows this streamer, it could potentially, like, it could ruin it for them. Ooh. Am I about to ruin some lives? Well, it's like building up this whole celebrity and then then something bad happens. You're like, oh, this person was so awesome and now it's not It might make it more interesting. I think flawed people, the older I get, the more I'm like, your flaws make you way more interesting. They do. And your flaws give you experiences that you can then talk about that make you interesting. Mm -hmm. Hence this podcast. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) All right, let's break down this week's breakup. Okay, well, I'm here with the ex-girlfriend in this situation and 
And I got to tell you, we are just dying to know what happened. Let's start from the beginning. How did you meet your ex-boyfriend and how did it all start to go wrong? We started dating 16 years old, typical high school sweethearts kind of story. We went through college together. He moved home in January of 2019 and so did I because we'd been together at that point for five, no, six and a half years at that point. Plan was to live at home for a year, Mm -hmm. save up as much money as we could to put a down payment on a house and move out. Got our first like big boy adult jobs. We're sticking it out at our parents' house. We really started seriously saving probably like June, 2019. That's when we all got our jobs and stuff. January comes around and he's like kind of pushing. He's like, let's start looking. Let's start looking early. And I'm like, it hasn't been a year. Like we haven't saved up nearly as much as we want. He's like, let's just look. And I'm like, okay. So we started looking at this point. I mean, we were still dating, still had plans to get married. Obviously we're buying a house together. January comes around and he's like pushing and I'm like, fine, let's go. I kind of, I started a new job and I was talking to all my coworkers about it. And they were like, yeah, you got to be careful. Like you haven't even lived together. You have been together for so long, but you never know. So it kind of crept out into my mind and we had this huge fight and he's like, you want to rent? And I'm like, we haven't even lived together, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're doubting me. We've been together for so long. What do you think is going to happen? And I'm like, okay, you're right. So we end up looking. And of course his dad's a realtor and we find this beautiful home that's not even on the market yet. And we're supposed to get the keys like April 19th and April 16th, he comes to my house after work. We're like, have had the house, have owned the house technically for a month and a half at this point. He comes to my house and I get in his car and he's like, I can't move in with you. I can't move. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you can't move? My mind was going in every different direction, but that he was breaking up with me in that moment. My dad, when I was walking outside to get in his car, was like, maybe he'll propose to you finally, which was the exact opposite of what happened, obviously. But yeah, so I was just in such shock. What do you mean you can't move in? And he's like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> like we bought a fucking house together. What do you mean you can't do this anymore? And he's just like, I've just been putting in a lot of thought. And I was, I, I cut him off. I was like, I physically can't have this conversation right now because I'm in such a state of shock. You need to give me 24 hours to like recuperate and like get my bearings straight. So I sent him home middle of pandemic, by the way, go inside. It's me, my parents. <laughs> and I'm like, just got broken up with. I'm selling the house. Ah, and like start crying. And a couple of friends come over and they're, we're just sitting there like going through it all. Like, because there was no aggravating factors in my mind that I knew of, of what brought this on. We hadn't been fighting nothing. We were just our normal old selves. So the next day he comes over and he's like, okay, like what's going on? And I had a freaking notebook list of all these questions. When did you start feeling this way? Why do you feel this way? What happened? Like, is there something at work that happened? Blah, blah, blah. Like all these questions, just like detailed. And the last question on the notebook was, is there someone else? And he said, no. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yes. So we ended the conversation. It was probably a total of 45 minutes that second day. And I go inside and I'm obviously heartbroken. I'm crying. We're sitting there. I have a couple of friends over my sister's home. My sister, who I like to call her, our family's personal PI. Like a couple hours later is like, Mads, who is this chick? And I was like, let's give her a fake name. Um, Friggin' Rochelle. Who's Rochelle? And I'm like, I have no idea. And she's like, he's all over her social medias and he's all over hers. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, she's a Twitch player and like her Twitter's really active. Her Instagram's really active. And like, he's been liking every single one of her photos since December, 2018. Mind you, it's April, 2020 <laughs> at this point. I'm like, what the f- we start creeping and they're responding to each other on Twitter. And I remembered an incident with her specifically, Rochelle, where she tagged him in this tweet 
on Twitter that was like girlfriend material. It was some stupid shirt that had some cheesy phrase, but it had something to do with girlfriend. And I'm like, who is this? Like, this is inappropriate. And he's like, oh, she's just my friend. That's really weird. She has a boyfriend. I don't know why she's doing that. I'm like, your friend from where? And he's like, my gaming friend. So they met online gaming, probably Fortnite or something. Her job is a professional Twitch player. He like found her Twitches and they became friends, part of like a group. We find all this out, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I asked him. He said, no, like we were together for seven and a half years. I'm going to believe him. He should have the respect and decency, to be honest. When you had that laundry list of questions for him, how did he justify breaking up with you after you had bought the house, spent years together? What did he say? He said, which this is my new favorite term that will ever come out of a man's mouth. And the next person who says it to me is getting smacked. I didn't think about it. I didn't think that deeply about it. I'm like, what the, what do you mean you didn't think that deeply about it? You had not only the months from finding the house to going through escrow to doing all that, but then going to the mortgage place and signing your name hundreds and hundreds of times, like thick ass stack of paper to buy this house. And you didn't think about it that deeply. I'm like, what do you, we were together for seven and a half years. You didn't think about it. That makes no sense. I don't even understand how that's a justifiable thing to say in the first place. Like, what do you mean you didn't think deeply enough about this relationship that you're talking about your future? You're legally bound to each other now by this mortgage. And literally the male brain continues to baffle me. And then on top of that, when I expressed doubts about buying a property together, he was the one, I don't want to say gaslit me because that's like an extreme term. He's the one who was like, what do you think's going to happen? You think we're going to break up or something? Why you don't want to buy with me? We've been together for seven years. And I'm like, babe, it's a big decision. Like we're looking at expensive houses. Like our range was like 350 to like $400,000. Like that's not a small home. We were literally looking for family starter homes. We ended up buying a four bedroom, three baths, two and a half baths, something along those lines. It was serious. And I got in my head a little bit because I'm like, holy straight out of college. I'm buying this huge home. Like this is a big commitment. And when I mentioned it to him, he was like, what do you think is going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Why do you think he was so insistent on getting this house with you if he's got this girl in the back of his mind? Now that I know everything. So the problem with it, with this breakup is I found out everything as time went on. He never told me anything. So as time was going on, it was just puzzle piece after puzzle piece after puzzle piece was being put together. And she's a Twitch person. So she talks about her life, her relationship all online and everyone can see it. After a while, a timeline, they got engaged recently and they were talking about their love story and blah, blah, blah. And she mentioned how they had been talking on the phone and FaceTiming and texting and calling each other for about a year, which puts the timeline April of the year before, before they made the decision. Her words, I don't know the words exactly, but the gist of what she said is major life events happened for both of us and we decided to give each other a shot. So obviously his major life event was committing to me with the house. I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I think in his mind in January, he was probably getting to that point where he was like, oh my God, I'm FaceTiming this chick. I'm playing video games with her every night. My girlfriend doesn't know. I really like her and felt guilty almost Mm -hmm. and wanted to like buy the house with me to like, I don't know, secure it. Because when cheaters do bad things, they feel guilty. They hold on really tightly. So he never physically cheated on me, but emotionally, obviously it was very there. And no, knowing that they were talking and stuff for that long and everything behind my back. But yeah, he still made the decision to buy. And I think in her head, she was like, oh my God, he bought a house with her. I need to make my move and probably was a little pushy for him because 
I hate to say it, but he was the kind of guy that he didn't really have a backbone. He was very, like a, a mama's boy. Honestly, I hate to say it like that, but he needed affirmative. This is what's going to happen. He was an engineer. So his brain is very black and white. This is going to happen if I do this. And I think in his head, she was, I like you. I want to do something. Let's try it out. Sell your house. Let's date, blah, blah, blah. Something along those lines. Obviously, I don't know because I'm not in their relationship and I would never want to be. We broke up technically the 16th. We're supposed to get our keys the 19th. That next Friday, my sister calls me and is like, are you sitting down? And I was like, why? <laughs> she was like, I was doing more snooping. He's like flirting with that girl, Rochelle, on like TikTok. She's like, she's like, he's like posting like flirty stuff on her TikTok videos. So I'm like, oh my God, to me, like, I'm so pissed. So I end up FaceTiming him and I'm like, look, are you sure there was no one else? And he was like, no, this is between you and me, you and me only. I'm like, are you sure? The typical, I'm giving you chance after chance to be honest. He's like, no. But at this point, I didn't have any hard proof besides flirting, right? I'm like, well, then who's Rochelle? And he, his eyes for like the most, the, like millisecond were like, uh, she's just a friend. And I'm like, yeah, I understand she's a friend, but do friends comment like kind of flirty things on each other's TikToks a week after you break up with someone you'd been together for seven years, like with for seven and a half years like it wasn't flirting and I'm like well what about liking every single one of her Instagram posts from 2018 and commenting things on her photos on Instagram that seem like you guys have like an inside joke but I don't even know who this chick is but yet you guys have been friends not that you're my property but I mean a good healthy relationship I should know if you have any female friends or I had no clue this chick existed except for that one Twitter thing where she tagged him and I was like who is this why is she tagging you but that was it they'd obviously been friends at that point he just was like, no, Maddie, like, she's just a friend. I promise we play video games. Hindsight, <laughs> now that I know everything and time passed, they had literally started dating that Sunday, like made it official when we were supposed to get our keys. So he's lying to me on FaceTime saying, no, we're just friends when they've been officially dating for four days at that point. The audacity. It's finally not a miserable temperature outside, which only means one thing. Summer is coming up. And let's make one thing clear. There is Hibernation Abbey and there is Summer Abbey. And Summer Abbey likes to feel light and healthy. That's why I've been trying out meals from Factor. They've got meals shipped to your house that are super easy to heat up in a jiffy. And you're probably like, ew, a refrigerated meal. That must be so unhealthy and gross. No, I can confirm these are delicious. And they have so many different options like calorie smart, keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. You can also add on more than 60 add-ons every single week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. You get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring and you don't have to clean anything up. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. If you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. It's so convenient. I have like grocery store ADHD. Anytime I go to like Publix or something, I'm buying everything. And then I come home with no meals. Whereas Factor, it's all the meal prep done for you. You've got 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. And there's 
even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. If you want to get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go, head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off. Time goes on, like whatever. Obviously, my friends are creeping on all of the social media. She's visiting him. He's visiting her, which the reason that is crazy is because he didn't even like hanging out with me because it was during the COVID pandemic and I was a COVID nurse and was uncomfortable coming over to my house, like my parents' house and hanging out because I had worked with COVID patients, but yet you're hopping on a plane in the middle of a pandemic to visit her once a month. Getting so, a living Petri dish of just people's germs and viruses. Literally. So when I figured out like in my head that they were actually official um, was like July 4th. They both posted like a couple's picture. And in my head, I was like, oh, they made it official July 4th. Oh, pissed off. Well, then time goes on and then they post their six month anniversary post and it was October 16th, which makes it April 16th. I mean, April, October 19th, which makes their official date April 19th, which is the day we should have gotten our keys. In that second call, when I FaceTimed him, I asked him, I was like, please, I was like, please be honest with me. Is there somebody else? Like I do not, I'm going through my first and like very tough breakup. I'm trying to heal. And if you're going to continually, like if I'm going to find out stuff, it's going to continually just stab me in the back. Mm -hmm. It's going to hurt. And I was like, I would rather know now than later because it's just easier to heal when you have all the information up front. He was like, no, Maddie, I promise you we're just friends. Like there's no one else. This is about me and you. I just realized like I needed time. I didn't know who I was without you and all that stupid bullshit that I've been dating you since I was 16. I've never been by myself, that kind of stuff. So I gave him a chance to be honest and I believed him again. All that stuff started coming out and I was like, oh, the girl he told me not to worry about. And um, yeah, so then she ended up moving here. They moved in together in like January of 2021. They bought a house together. I'm like, you didn't fucking learn. Come on, bro. Can you imagine if he buys this house? He's like, wait, now I have to go back to my new, new girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think about it. He ended up proposing to her, which the best part is he did it in San Diego. The reason I moved to San Diego is because me and my family, we vacation here like once a year. Like it's my place. I love the beach. I could, I'm that person that could go on the beach and be there from sunrise to sunset. And he hates the fucking beach. And guess where he proposed to her on the beach? I'm just like, come on, dude. Was it while you were also in San Diego? No, thank God. Cause I would have been, <laughs> I would have done some crazy shit probably and ended up. Yeah. So I, the proposal. Oh my God. I, I probably wouldn't have. Like I said earlier, it was a blessing in disguise because I mean, anyone who can be with somebody that long and then emotionally cheat like that and then leave, it's just like crazy to me. And then the craziest part about it all too, is we were dating for seven and a half years. And like when we broke up, we had to be very amicable because we had a $400,000 house on the line. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm stewing, I'm pissed off, but I have to like figure out what I want to do with this house. And after we broke up, we really didn't talk about the breakup. Like there was no like, how are you doing? Like anything. It was just like, this is the house This we have to pay. The carpet structures this and we have to pay APS this. And I was in charge of all the bills because I feel like that's just how it normally is. Our last text message was, you owe me $250 from APS. And he was like, okay. And that was our last text message. And he has never reached out to me since. Not even for like, happy birthday. How are you doing? Nothing. That's so crazy. I mean, I can't imagine 
imagine, I mean, being together with somebody for eight years, not only are you in a relationship with them, but you met him at such a young age that you're literally growing up with this dude. Yeah. Did you feel almost like a part of your identity or yourself was kind of gone after you guys broke up or are you just happy to be rid of him? (laughs) I, I'm happy now that he's gone, (laughs) but at the time, like it's really something it's hard. Be there for any of your people going through a freaking high school breakup because they're not just breaking up with the person they've not only grown up with. That's all they've ever known with dating. You make your path in your life about not that person. Obviously, like I had goals and aspirations, but when he was gone, I mean, I had to restructure everything in my life. My entire plan was graduate college, move in, start a life, do this and do that. Once we were broken up, I was, oh my God, what are my plans? Who am I going to live with? What am I going to do? What's my plan with life? Where do I want to work? Like it just like completely shattered the reality I had built for myself in a sense, if that makes sense. And I think that's why it was so hard to get over him because even though I knew that we weren't the best match, I mean, our core values weren't there. Just little things. We became more friends, which is fine long-term. And now that I'm out of it, I know that it was for the best that we broke up. I mean, it, it just is. I would have been miserable in marriage, we probably would have got divorced. So like, it's a blessing. And I'm glad he had the balls to do it in a sense, because I was never going to do it. At the same time, the breakup was more heartbreaking because I was letting go a piece of myself that I'd planned for the future. And so I had to figure out what I was going to do in life, who I was without him in a sense. So it was weird. That was the hardest part. And I think also the hardest part was seeing him do everything with her in like a five times speed when he couldn't even do it with me. He knew everything about me. I mean, we'd been together for seven and a half years, everything about my friends, my family, like he was in my life, like ingrained. And then to see that it was just almost disrespectful in a sense and cowardly. He did everything with her that I wanted and like super fast and super speedy. And like, he just, he couldn't get there for me, which I know now is a blessing, but at the time it's just the hugest, biggest slap in the face, especially when you ask them to be honest about it. And they're not, I just feel like men, when they do things think that girls can't handle it in the moment we can't like we're gonna be heartbroken but when you find things out as they go and you were being lied to it's so much worse and that's so hard too because she's a public person she's sharing her life on twitch and you're seeing this happen like you said in five times speed i'm sure on her accounts if you're looking at what's going on i'm sure that made it so hard to move on so what was that first step for you after you kind of realized all right my life's gonna look different what do i do about it i first was like okay i can't be living at my parents freaking house like during this. Like I was like, I need to get out, get a place of my own. So I ended up moving out with a friend's boyfriend, which sounds really weird. A lot of my identity focused around my relationship. And so once I realized, okay, I can have goals. Like I can move in with someone else. I can do this with my job. Like I can plan on this. That helped. It's, it's sad because we broke up April, 2020, but I did not feel true closure. I feel true closure now, like talking about it. I'm very detached from it because I'm just like, I know it was for the best. I remember that specific moment when that door closed in my head, I was driving home. Um, it was like one in the morning and I was just like, wow, like my life is so much better. I have like so much more freedom. Like I remember thinking, I forgive him. Like I'll never not feel angry or whatever, but I forgive him for what he did. And I can't keep it. Cause when he proposed to her, it crushed me. I was like with my, my second ex-boyfriend, but then obviously that didn't end well. He knew everything that happened with that past relationship. And that's why it was such like a shocking blow. He made it seem like from the beginning, he was so accepting and open, which he was, but he was also cheating. And I was the other woman, which is the crazy thing from the beginning. He cheated on his girlfriend with me 
broke up with her, cut off contact with her for like three months. And then that's who he was cheating on me with. And I was honest with him. I'm struggling. They got engaged and I know it's for the best that we're not together anymore, but it's hurting me. And it's like a dagger to the heart. And like a month after that, I had like my official closure and it took a long time. It took like a year and a half to get over it. Which I mean, yeah, eight years. You're not just going to get over it in a month, two months. You should be proud of yourself that it only took a year and a half. I feel like you'd be for years. I'm curious how it affected your dating moving forward. Like what kind of things have you had to work for or work through in relationships? So obviously I feel like the main one was like dishonesty (laughs) because me and my family and friends always joke around. So for me, it's been such a hard pill to swallow that even somebody that you think is the closest to you could have so many secrets and stuff that you don't even know. And so I didn't start dating, dating until like the end of that year. And even then I was closed off. I was like, I'm just dating people essentially for not to be lonely at this point. And um, I ended up meeting a friend of a friend and we hung out for a couple months, but I told him from the beginning, I was like, I'm just warning you. I'm not looking to date. This is for fun. I'm just letting you know, it's not going to happen. And then we kind of ended things because (laughs) he invited me to a wedding. I'll go with you, but I need you to understand the implications. Like nothing's going to come from it. It was hard because I didn't trust people. And then I met my recent ex-boyfriend who changed everything for me. He was a coworker and we got along so well. And I felt like he gave me that honesty and everything. And obviously, you know, he didn't. So now I'm struggling with both because I'm like two people that you could see yourself being with turn around and just do the absolute worst thing they can do to you. And it's cheat on you. (laughs) The dishonesty for me, it's just moving forward. I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to put that much trust in someone again. Cause I feel like with, with my first ex from high school, like it was like, Oh my God, my first love, it's going to last forever. Like you blindly trust anybody. Your second one, you're like, okay, Maddie, you can't let your feelings of an old relationship get in the past from the past, get in the way. Like you have to open up, let it flow and be yourself for the next person I date. Like, how am I ever going to like actually, truly open up because the ability to trust has just been tarnished in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's good. I mean, you've got to be able to work through those issues and you know, that sucks because you would hope moving forward. It's like, okay, well maybe that was just an isolated issue. We were together since we were in high school. So we did just kind of grow apart and then you get into another relationship and then that dude cheats. And it's like, where are the men that just can exist and have a healthy relationship? I don't know where to find Exactly. And it wasn't like we were together for two or three years and he cheated in the end. No, this guy thought he was great. Cheated from the beginning. It's crazy because it makes you put up such a defensive guard towards men, which is sad because I'm, I'm at that phase where I'm just like, I think everyone's out to do bad things to people and I don't trust anybody, yeah. <laughs> but my friends and family. It's not a bad way <laughs> to go about life, honestly. Now you've had two people cheat on you. I mean, in such a shortish amount of time, I mean, people that you've really trusted. I mean, how do you think you're going to handle that? Like, what do you, you're just going to have like a survey up front and be like, hi, are, do you have a girlfriend? Let me know. <laughs> Apparently I'm going to have to. I honestly, because the recent cheating relationship, it's only been a month since I found out and broke up with him and stuff. So I'm not even there yet. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna let myself be single. I'm not gonna download any dating apps. Like if I meet someone organically, cool, but I am not in any rush. I'm, I'm definitely taking the time to figure myself out, you could say, which sounds so cliche. But when you've 
pretty much been in a steady relationship since you were 16. I mean, you don't really know anything else. Like I only knew being in a relationship. I technically hadn't even been single for a full year before I started talking to and dating that other guy. Definitely going to focus on me, which sounds so, so cliche, but I need to figure, I need to be able to, I can be by myself though. That's the thing. So it's just therapy. That's my only answer. (laughs) Maybe some fun, but you know what? Even though it was so awful that he did cheat on you, maybe it was like the universe telling you, Hey, like you should really just like be by yourself, you know, for like a long time, (laughs) a long, long time. And yeah, me and my roommate joke around because, um, we found out obviously the day we moved into our apartment, like we were settling down. So we, I was able to end things before I made any memories with him, like in my new place, like definitely a blessing in disguise. It just still sucks. Cause when you think you're going to be with somebody move back for somebody after a year, dating's definitely going to be a rough one. (laughs) I feel bad for the next person. And like I said earlier in the podcast, like if another man ever says, I didn't think about it to me, they're getting slapped across the mouth because that's what my recent ex also said to me when I was like, what was going through your head? Like, how do you go from me meeting your parents? I love you. I want to move in with you to cheating on me the entire time. Like what was going through your head? And he was just like, honestly, like I just wasn't thinking. And I said, you weren't thinking. When he said that, I had to take a second because I was like, that's exactly what my ex said. So moral of the story, men just never are thinking ever. They just don't think. Or if they do, they are thinking with the other head, not the one exactly. that. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to say. I wanted to be like, you were obviously thinking enough to hide all the evidence, go over there, exert your energy. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. you were thinking enough. So I think it's just what they say when they know that they have no excuse. Like there's literally nothing this man could say to be like, oh, well, I was like, like no, it was a dumb yeah. thing that required no thought. It just required some action. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, it sounds like you've been through a lot and uh, you've learned a lot from it. If there's one thing you could tell yourself, if you could look, go back to yourself a year and a half ago, right after you got left for, what would you tell that girl? Find a man who thinks (laughs) you're going to get cheated on again. There's a lot of shit out there, but (laughs) um, I don't know. Take it slow, man. There's no need to rush. Like that, that's what I would tell myself because like I was telling you earlier, like I'm the same person at work, at home with my friends. And so I always expect that what I'm exactly what I'm giving to someone else is exactly what they're giving to me. And I was open, honest. I started this relationship with this other man. Like, Hey, I got out of a serious relationship, like serious. Like we were together for seven and a half years. I want you to know that like it might cause some roadblocks in our relationship. Like, and I just want you to know that, like I was open and honest about all of it. Mm-hmm. He was like, if you want to talk about it, like talk about it. And so we would talk about it and like, he knew everything. And so that's why it's also disgusting because like he knew everything I went through and still decided to make that choice. Yeah. I would just tell myself just because what you're doing, don't expect that people are doing the exact same thing back to you. Keep a guard up, not a wall, but a guard. That's a good way of putting it. I think I actually heard that on a recent podcast where it's like, when we think about guarding ourselves, it doesn't necessarily mean putting a hand out, be like, no, don't come Mm -hmm. near me and my feelings. It just being the gatekeeper to your emotions. Yeah. I need to remember to keep the guard up. And that's what I would tell myself a year and a half ago. (laughs) 
Great advice. Great advice. That wraps up another breakup breakdown. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, if you had a great time, it means so much to me when you leave five star reviews. Absolutely no pressure, but would love it if you left us one. Stay tuned later this week for our mini episode on Thursday. I collaborated with another content creator from TikTok. You've probably seen her on your For You page. Her username is at Inky Talks, and she does these really fun book clubs on her page where she reads books about relationships by celeb dating experts like Matthew Hussey and even Steve Harvey. And she tells you everything you need to know to survive out in the dating world. It's really fascinating stuff. And we had a really fun conversation about it because I've actually read a couple of them. I read Steve Harvey's Think Like a Man and we had a we had a fun little debate about it because I wasn't actually a big fan of the book. And I'll tell you why on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Also, the trailer for next week's episode is up now. If you want a sneak preview as to what you can hear next week, check it out. I'll see you next week.